Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. Today I am talking with Judy Harris. She is a nutritionist with the Utah Department of Health. And we are talking about beets and beet greens. And Judy, the reason I wanted to talk to you today is... I posted a picture about beet greens, and I had a lot of folks say, hey, I just throw those things out, and I absolutely love beet greens. So I wanted to take a few minutes today and talk about beets and beet greens. First of all, talk about the beet greens and what the nutritional value is. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, it's a vegetable. (laughs) Right, and we need more of them, right? Right, you know, I mean, we can get caught up in the you know, the the lutein and the zeaxanthin and all those different great things that are in, um, you know, greens and, and that type of thing and the, and the vitamins. I mean, it's so great. I mean, we have, you know, vitamin C, we have, you know, um, vitamin A, those dark vegetables are really popular for A and C. So there's lots of really good things in them. There's fiber. Um, I, I guess I always like to, to look at, gosh, going back to whole foods and eating vegetables you know we don't we don't do it up and they're so they're so um they, they provide such satiety and, and and nutrition you know um i just think we miss that i think it's so interesting uh that when i started talking about beet greens that people said hey those are the things i throw out i never use the beet greens i just you know chop up the beets and cook them i just thought it was so interesting that some people just weren't aware and I, frankly the way they looked at the store when i bought them this past week i get it why people aren't aware that the greens are just as good for you as the beets i know i know you know the funny thing is is i i, I see them as a twofer you know you get the greens for your salad and you get the beets for whatever else you want to add to the salad or you know pickle them up or you know uh, steam them i mean so you get two foods in one that they're you know how many foods do you get like that that present differently you know i mean the banana is great but you, you can't eat the peel you know right <laughs> so let's just talk yeah. about the greens for just one second and is it a misnomer that if you actually boil them you get less nutrition than if you steam them as a registered dietitian, you know, I think we're taught that, yes, for sure, you steam things, you take less nutrients out of it because you're not blanching it in the water and, and taking all of that out. But I also always go back to the idea that, yes, we, we definitely we want to have good practices where we save the nutrients for sure. I also want to say that, you know, if you really like it in a different way, then you're still eating it and you may get a little less fiber and maybe a little less vitamin C. But, you know, it's not to get too crazy. But, yes, ideally, 
you can you can um, saute it. It's another great way where you're kind of lightly um, uh, stir frying them, and you get the, the the softness quality where you can eat it as a hot product, and you don't lose as much in in the boiling out of that where it goes into the water. If you're doing a soup or something, and the water is retained, and you're throwing it in, you could boil it up. You know, get it. So it's soft, and then you can add that water back into your soup that you're using. So there's different ways to kind of come around that. Right. I think there is something to be said for making them the way you like them. And I know for for me specifically, the beet greens were something my grandmother did boil, and she probably didn't have as much opportunity to use one of those little steamer baskets that I do. But so right. I thought I'd switch it up a little bit and and try the steamer basket, whatever you call it, the steamer basket, and they tasted just as delicious as if I had boiled them in water. And I think sometimes we just get stuck in what our mom or our grandma used to do, and there are other options. Right, exactly. And I think... You're right in saying that a lot of times they didn't have access to the the bounty of produce we have or the resources or the tools. And sometimes, you know, some cultures do have, you know, ways where they're steaming in baskets that, you know, we have neglected to observe and respect and, and carry on. So, I mean, I always go back to, like, looking looking and seeing exactly what you did. You look, look and see what your grandmother or someone did and what what are some of the ways that work for you and what are some of the ways that, you know, you enjoy it and, and try to find a nice marriage of something that you can, you know, re- realistically put in your day because, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all, you know, very busy. And how do we find that, you know, that opportunity to, to eat well, you know, and uh, be economically, you know, savvy about it? You know, and again, not throwing those greens out. If you go to a place that's, you know, high dollar place, you're going to be paying for the bee greens. So paying attention to not throwing it out at your local grocery store because they're not really charging for it, you know. And I wanted to mention, too, when you're cooking to get them, sometimes some of the, the greens, you can have the rib center mm-hmm. or the you know, center of the rib of the leaf, you know, can be a little bit more tart or hard, less palatable. So, you know, if you want to, you can you can um, peel that out. You can just fold it in half and take your kitchen scissors or your knife on a cutting board and just peel that off. And then you can still use that in a saute or the stems. You know, like when I do spinach salads, I just throw it all together. And I'm, or if I do beets and I, you know, I throw that, those, those greens in there. If you want to cut the stems off to make it look nicer and more presentable, I do that. But for myself, I just cut them in little pieces. I line my leaves all together and I just kind of chop, chop, chop. And then I'm still eating the, the stems because they're very palatable in a salad. And if you're cooking them, if you're sauteing the beet greens, you can saute them first because they're a little bit harder and take a little longer to saute. And then you can throw the leaves in afterwards. So, And you could just you know do a little stir fry. That might be a different way of doing it, you know? Right. What would you suggest as far as like olive oil or canola oil? Mm-hmm. Or what are you saying, what are you suggesting people use? You know, any of the monounsaturated, you know, are great. So you also... Like the cooking temperature, you know, if you're going to go really high on doing a stir fry, that's why they use oils that are a little bit more tolerant, um, like the peanut oil. But I think it goes back to washing the amount of oil because oil can still be a lot of calories and you want to, you know, not use too much of, you know, the saturated fats. I mean, butter is still okay to use in in a smaller amount or moderation. In other words, if you're making a stir fry and you're putting the the greens, the beet greens in or whatever, and you put in a half a brick of butter, whatever, you know, you're, you know, you're really going overboard with it. You're defeating your purpose too and eating healthy, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, I always try to go back to looking at good recipes and, and trying to make them better. So, you know, you look at the, the, the French, you know, if you're into cooking and you're a foodie, look at the French cooking, but they use a ton of butter. So how do you pull back on some of that oil and some of those creams and make it healthier and still get that flavor? And you can do so much with flavoring. I mean, you can use, you know, the untraditional seasonings like cumin or, or um curry or you know you can put different things in there to really pop those flavors and i always think with bee greens or any greens just think about where you would have greens you can throw it into a soup you can throw it into a salad you can make a mixed medley stir fry and then add other colorful things like carrots and and you know white garbanzo beans or white beans that pop the the color in there and you know red peppers you know um grilling vegetables and then adding that into your your mix of things, whether it's a green salad or green stir-fry, you know, really pops the flavor. Um, pastas, instead of using a lot of the pasta, you can do things like maybe a lentil-based floured pasta, which is higher in protein, and you can toss those greens in there. I'm just kind of going off the right. top of my head here to think about things, like how I cook, you know. Uh, um, or you can use wheat berries as a pasta base, but it's higher in protein and more fiber and um, a little more nutritious, you know, for ounce for ounce. Um, I love talking about using some of the higher protein grains and then mixing in greens like like sauteed beet greens or any kind of greens or vegetables, you know. Right. Uh, another thing about the greens of the beets, they're actually very quick to make in comparison to actually cooking the beets. You mentioned right, how we're so right. busy, right? Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, greens are really, beet greens are great um, for quick quick foods for sure and they're versatile you know but one thing i've noticed now with my instant pot i can cook beets very quickly in comparison to the old days when i had to roast them for an hour that's great things like the instant pot have really changed how we can enjoy vegetables right right but you know i use those pyrex or glass containers you can get them at any of the local stores uh where it has a lid in it and i have like three of those and i throw in everything in there if i have something that's harder to cook like like that the beets themselves mm-hmm. um or like carrots or something and i cut them in smaller pieces and i put a little bit of water in them cover them and put them in the in the microwave and 7 minutes 10 minutes it's done and then you can add your seasonings and you know make up for the fact that it's not roasted and you know, if you roast things it brings that flavor out it caramelizes it tastes really good um, if you broil it, you know, same thing, you've got those flavors, but in the microwave. And sometimes I'll actually do that first and then throw it in the broiler for a minute or two and get that browning flavor going. Mm-hmm. So oh. what is your favorite recipe for beets? I'm kind of simple. I like to um, simmer them and or steam them and then simmer them and just kind of, you know, whatever I'm using or whatever mood I'm in with, you know, I try to cook with different flavor palettes. You know, if I'm doing something like, you know, Indian, then I'll use those kind of spices and I'll, and I'll use, or, you know, different things like that. So what do you have? Do you have something that you really like? I have found this roasted uh, vegetable recipe. So I'm actually cooking them in the oven and it includes the old bay spice and a mixture of vegetables, but beets is one of them, sweet potatoes, some variety of peppers and red onion. And you just put that old bay on there and you put them in the oven and they come out and they are delicious. Oh, wow. You'll have to post that. Some of my favorites that I have kind of kept track of and I have a list are um, roasted beet salad with green beet greens and feta, um, halibut with roasted beets, beet greens, and dill orange marmalada, roasted beet salad with orange and beet greens. I mean, there's just so many ways you can bring it in. Sauteed greens with toasted walnuts. I've been roasting all of my walnuts and my pecans and my almonds and my cashews. 
and throwing them in salads. So that would be a great way to do some grated beets maybe in there too, and then some toasted, you know, walnuts or pecans. Yeah, those are some great um, options. Whatever your palate desires, you know. I mean, that's just a great way, I think, for people to help themselves get into cooking and get excited about it. As you mentioned earlier is in our conversation that, you know, really what – you know, you can do whatever you want and whatever you, you like and what, whatever, you know, appeals to you. If you feel like feta, then you can find something, you know. If you feel like halibut, great, you know. You know getting the kids in the kitchen, too, is so good. Not only they can be a help, but then you're also teaching them to be really healthy. And we try to really promote that with our Top Star programs with child care centers and homes and preschools to, to teach this and to give them the tools to help um, work with kids on doing exactly this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Judy, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.